0: Welcome to Young Creative Hustlers, a podcast for artists who want to learn ways to make a living by what they love to do. I'm Josh Williams, a musician and filmmaker, among other things, and I'm looking to do the same. Join me on my journey as I talk with other creatives and share my story about how to be a young creative hustler. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash youngcreativehustlers. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It is your boy, Josh Williams. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. really appreciate it on. Today's guest is Luke Roxwold. He's actually the guy that inspired me to go out and just start this podcast. He's a filmmaker. He's a podcaster. He's created hundreds of videos on YouTube, um, hundreds of blogs, hundreds of podcast episodes. So he has a lot of great information to share about actually completing the goals that you set out for yourself, the creative projects that you want to do but don't seem to be doing. He gives some really good advice on how to go out and create. And he's been doing this since he was a kid. So he has a lot of great advice to share on the creative process. So here's my interview with Luke Roxwold. Luke, bro,
1: welcome to the show, man. We did it. We're here. We're finally in the <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> so dude, where do your kind of creative journey begin?
1: <sighs> That's a big question. So I'll, I'll start with just a few. So basically, I remember my, the Lego, There was a Lego set that had come out and it was like a Lego stop motion, Steven Spielberg Lego set. And oh, I, wow. I was all about Jurassic Park. Like I loved <laughs> dinosaurs. And so then this Lego set came out and it was another dinosaur Lego set, but it actually had the ability to do stop motion. And I just got so like excited for it. And I told my parents, like, I want this Lego set. I want it. I want to be able to make movies. That's what I want to do, yeah. dad. And my parents were like, no, you don't. You just like, you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you're just excited right now, but this is going to boil over. And then you're going to, we're going to buy you this expensive Lego set. Cause it was expensive, but I kept pushing at it. And I kept pushing. And then my dad eventually was like, all right, Luke, look, here is an eight millimeter camera and here's your Lego set. Here's how you can do stop motion by starting recording and then stopping, moving Mm -hmm. the person and then starting and stopping and moving. And I started doing that and I got really into it. And I was, you know, it's like 2001 or something like that. And I kept doing it. And eventually my parents were like, all right, Luke, this is obviously not just something that's just a passing phase. We'll get you the Lego set. And so I got the Lego set and I immediately started making movies and I did, uh, I don't know. A whole bunch of them, whether they were tests or like actual, maybe five minute, two minute long, little stop motion, Lego Mm -hmm. movie stuff. Yeah. That was like the first step into like, I'm going to make my own stuff. Yeah. And what kind of happened after that? You,
0: so you kept making Lego movies and where did you kind of transition from there?
1: That I did a bunch of stop motion stuff. And then eventually I did invest in like a better webcam. And then I started doing like Lego movies with that. And I think that was around the time that I first found out about YouTube. So this is like 2007 or so. And I did like this Lego fight video that uh, it it was, it was literally just two Lego people in this messy looking set that I built out of Legos. And then I just made them fight. It was like a two and a half minute long video. Mm -hmm. And that was like my first like 15 minutes of fame because it got like a hundred thousand views or something like that. And wow. so when you searched, cause YouTube was new, like this was yeah. when YouTube was first starting. Mm-hmm. When you first searched like Lego fight, my video was like one of the top videos for that search. And so it got a lot of traffic. And then later I came back and I made a Lego fight two and then Lego fight three. And they all did really well. And then my friend had, uh, It wasn't an eight millimeter camera. It was, um, it was a mini DV camera. So it's still a tape, but it's just like the next step. We had like a bunch of those toy lightsabers, like the little plastic ones. And I kind of just picked up the camera and told one of my friends like, all right, you take that one. Tell my other friend, like you take the other one and you guys fight. And so it was like this totally unchoreographed lightsaber fight. But then I pulled the footage into my computer and I downloaded a bunch of Star Wars sound effects. And then I got this like lightsaber maker thing that was popular yeah. back in that time. This is like, <laughs> like I said, 2010 to, or 2008 or something like that. And I, and I made like the lightsaber effects and they had the explosions and put in the music in it. And I got really excited. And I, and I actually did it in Windows Movie Maker, which have you ever used Windows? Movie oh,
0: maker? yes. Many a time.
1: Oh. <laughs> Took- the whole video and rendered it out and then imported it back in and put more sounds in and then rendered it out and put it back in. Cause windows movie maker only lets you put one line, yeah. one track of audio. Right. Right. And so, so I had to keep doing this cause cause in my head, I'm just like, I don't care. I just want it to be better. You know, I was like, I just want more sounds. So I don't care if I have to render this whole thing out yeah. and, and I don't care if this isn't the conventional way. I just want it
0: good. What was driving you, man? Like, what was, like, the, the whole, the reason why you did all of
1: that? <laughs> like, when you first finish editing a video, you can watch it, like, a hundred times in a row. Just, as soon as it's done playing, you'll just rewind it and watch it again. Mm-hmm. And then rewind it and watch it again. To this day, and, I still And do you're it. like, I can't yeah. stop watching it so, oh, I love this. Yeah. And it's, to me, and you'll understand this because you're a musician, editing video and making a movie. Well, I mean, you understand because you do video too. But as a musician, it's like you, you pluck around on the strings or you play the piano and you just, it, there's a certain point when you know you've hit the right note at the right time and you get that like, oh yeah, I got yeah. it. Right. Ooh, yeah. That, that hits. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so with video editing, it's the same way. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll literally like put headphones on by myself and just edit video for fun. It's like playing music to me. So.
0: No, but that's good. It's like this this innate thing to create something and see the finished product, and you're like, "Man, I made that. That's dope." Yeah, and yep. it's yeah, I I totally understand that. And so uh, from there, you were you were making the lightsaber thing and movie maker, and mm-hmm. then dude, I was looking at your channel, and you've made hundreds of <sighs> videos on your on filmmaking. Man, like, tell me a little bit about that. Like, continue on from the Lego thing.
1: Yeah. So and I, Star Wars. Uh, if you if you watched a lot of the videos it's kind of embarrassing uh now because they're just a lot of them are just like a random fight you know mm-hmm. like t- this guy fights this guy this person has a gun i were this doing some
0: karate gun. though i saw one clip i was like what
1: <laughs> they out here doing like <laughs> well yeah because because i because when i was in high school i went to like this karate dojo we were all me and all of my friends were doing karate and then all of my friends were into like paintball and weapons and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was into filmmaking. And so as soon as we all got together. Oh boy. <laughs> it was like, all right, let's all fight each other and make a <laughs> video of it. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, editing together a fight scene is so fun. And most people have never done like all these, you know, when you go to film school, you know, story's important. I get it. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to have a good story. Yes. But fight scenes are so fun. <laughs> like the sounds and the edits and the yeah. cuts. It's like, like, there's so much energy to it. And, yeah. and as you're editing it, you're, you're getting into the intensity of the scene. So that's what a lot of my old channels were just like gunfights, shootout, you know, karate people fighting each other, or lightsabers and stuff. Uh, and I made this one movie. It was literally just called Jake versus Luke. And yeah, just I saw that one. Yeah. Did you watch it?
0: Yeah, I, th- I, didn't, I don't think I finished it, but I got—I started yeah, watching so it. So
1: it starts off with like me with a gun and he's got grenades and he's sh- throwing grenades at me and I'm shooting the grenades out of the air. Just like special effects stuff. Then uh, I lose my gun. He pulls out two machine guns and then both start, he starts shooting me, start running in a circle. Then I do like a cartwheel. And so it's like all this like cool fighting stuff. But then eventually we run out of ammo. And then we start fighting with fists. So it's like, okay, now it's the fist fight part. So we start fighting and then halfway through that, I just pull out a lightsaber. And like when that scene happened, everyone's like, what? Like I showed it to my friends and that's where everyone loses it. They're like, lightsabers? Uh, It it was just like lots of videos. And I eventually made this trailer movie Mm -hmm. that was called Breaking the Limit. Yeah. And that was like, my other quick 15 minutes of fame because there was like this little tiny film festival thing that was going on in my town and uh, like a bunch of different churches were making little videos for it. And I thought I don't, I, the video could, couldn't could be more than three minutes long or something. So I was like, well, I can't really make a full film for this, but I want to do a lot of things. I want a lot of cool shots and I want a lot of cool dialogue and I want to kind of tell a cool story but I don't, I can't make it that long. So I was like, okay, how can I do this? And then I thought, what if I just made a fake trailer? Which I think you did something similar. Yeah, I've done that before
0: too, yeah, for a contest. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because then all you have to do is film all the cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, cool dialogue yep. (laughs) Um, So I filmed that and it was just like this, the concept was this guy takes like this serum And then all of a sudden he can like learn anything immediately. Like he can just watch someone play an instrument and he immediately knows how to play it. Or, you know, he watches someone fight and now he immediately knows how to fight. Right. And, you know, by the way, Limitless, there's a movie called Limitless. Totally stole my idea. Like that (laughs) movie came out way longer after this, like way later. Yeah. Um, And it was just like a trailer. It was just a lot of cool shots and some dialogue and some little arcs and... I put that in the contest and it ended up winning the contest and, and a lot of people weren't expecting a movie like that. They were expecting kind of funny skits. And I think it was, yeah, it was just, it was fun. Right. Uh, so I did that for a while and then I tried to get into film school once and I did a film for that. Mm -hmm. It was okay. Like the, all the films that I watch that I've done, I, I just don't like them. I think that's one of the issues with being an artist is mm-hmm. you go back and look at what you've done. And you're like, this is, I messed it up because of that shot or because of this line. Yeah. This isn't very good.
0: So during that time of doing all this, creating like making a hundred videos on your filmmaking channel, and mm-hmm. then you got into vlogging, you made hundreds of video on your vlogging channel during all this time. Like how did you stay consistent um, with that because I know a lot of people kind of start and then they kind of just fall off the map and don't continue working on the craft But how did you remain consistent um, with filmmaking and with vlogging during those times? Mm-hmm.
1: Like vlogging is when I really started to do something where I was like, I'm gonna do this I'm gonna keep doing it With the filmmaking it was like Even though I wasn't Consistently like every week I'm releasing a new video or I'm gonna make five short films or whatever or I thought my process to be similar to learning an instrument. So when you learn an instrument, I could say, here's one song. I want you to practice this song for a year. Do not play any other songs or any other music. Play this one song until you've got it down perfectly, and then you can move on to your next song. It's kind of like, well, what if I'm just not good at this one song? Or what if this one song, It just, I made some bad habits in the way that I played. I'm thinking of like guitar, like maybe I just didn't have my fingers quite right. And I started some bad habits. And now every time I play that song, those bad habits kind of come back and I just can never quite get this song right. So I'm going to keep practicing this one song, even though it's never quite right for years. And then I'm finally going to say, okay, I'm done with that song. Now let me go on to a new song. And it's like, well, I have to start over. I don't know how to play this new song because... I've just been playing this one song for years. Yeah. And so when it comes to filmmaking, a lot of people will start a project and that project will just carry on for years where they're trying to make this 30 minute long film. And it's like, dude, at the end of it, you might get all the way through this. You go through the casting and the filming and the editing and everything. And it's like, your script is horrible. You're like, you wrote a bad script and Mm -hmm. you spent all this time trying to make this movie that was probably not supposed to ever really be a movie. It wasn't a good from the start. You might do every single thing, right. Mm -hmm. But your script is bad. Yeah. Or you edited it badly or like you didn't have the right music or the bad actors. And so when you commit that much time to one film, I think you kind of hinder the amount that you can learn. And so I thought instead of making one giant film, I'm just going to keep practicing with tiny little films. I'm going to make a scene here. I'm going to practice filming a dialogue scene over here and then a gun scene over here and then a fight scene over here and just keep sharpening my craft before I just jump into saying, this is the movie I'm going to spend all my time on. It's like, let me make all my mistakes on these short films. And so with YouTube, it gave me a way to sort of do that. Like get my feet wet and just keep trying things and then note what didn't work and fix Mm -hmm. it. And that led you to your
0: film Thread, which was accepted into the Tacoma Film Festival, right? Yeah. Yep. Tell me a little bit about that, man. What was, uh, how did that get started?
1: That so, project? yeah, that one is the series project. So mm-hmm. I had done a bunch of small things here and there, five-minute films, two-minute scenes, a lot of practicing, editing. And then I moved to Seattle. Like, I basically, I, I lived in Virginia. I graduated from school and I moved to Los Angeles for a little bit. Then -hmm. I moved up to Seattle. And while I was in Seattle, one of my housemates was also a video guy. And he had this group of friends that were making films for 48 hour film festivals. And they found out that I edited and they saw my vlogs Mm -hmm. and you know, we didn't talk much about those, but maybe we'll get to those later. We'll get back to that. Um, And so they're like, this guy knows how to edit maybe he wants to help us out with the 48 hour film festivals. So I did, and I did my best. It was kind of a rough experience though. Like a 48 hour film festival really brings out like the worst <laughs> in everyone. <laughs> Cause you're all sleep deprived. But I did, um, I did my best. I did okay with the editing. I did the best I could with what they gave me. But I, I kind of left going, I didn't like the way this was done. I would have filmed it differently, directed it differently, et cetera. But let me not put myself up on a pedestal yet. Maybe I should try it first. Like I can be mm-hmm. in my head and go, oh yeah, like I should, I should, I would do better if I did this. When yeah. the reality is, well, let me try it first. Let me try it for real first, because I made all these like simple films and I thought, let me actually do this. Let me get a camera. Let me get the lenses that I need. Let me get actors. I, like, I had casting calls for it. Mm-hmm. I wrote a script. We worked on the script for like three months to mm-hmm. try and really tie up all of the plot holes that could happen to really make the story make sense. Yeah. And it was hard. Like, that was <laughs> That was a stressful time. Yeah. We filmed it in... Because um, it's like 20 minutes, right? 20 minutes long? I that's think? 23. It's a 23 minute long film. Yeah. And I think we made it... I think it was three weekends. I think we filmed the entire film in less than 24 hours total. hmm Not bad. So like all the the different scenes all put together was like 24 hours of filming. Yeah. Not, not tape. Yeah. But like being on, on set. On set, okay. Yeah. I premiered it it was great it was so fun showing it to everybody and then I entered in some film festivals and it was accepted into the oh excuse me into the Tacoma Film Festival uh, a year later after we started it from Mm -hmm. the beginning so yeah that's great man really happy with that film
0: awesome man and I love what you said about doing those small little projects and continue just to build up on the craft it kind of reminds me of what Rob Robert Rodriguez talks about in this book Dang, I don't remember the title of it. Uh, <laughs> well, Rebel Without a Crew. Um, okay. how he talks about um creating all these little short films that led up to him doing his first feature film for I think 7k. Um, that yeah, that's I really think that's important for creatives is just to keep creating, um, keep practicing your craft so that you can yeah. become better at it. Well,
1: it's, it's like it's- practicing your scales. Like when you're playing mm-hmm. I keep using music because I know you know music, obviously but like you keep practicing your scales. You play a lot of songs, play a lot of different songs, Mm -hmm. play parts of songs. Like don't sit down and go, I have to learn every single part to this one song before I'm allowed to do another song. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. just ding around. You know, I told one of my friends who's a musician, I said, don't start one song and then focus on that one song for years, trying to get it perfect. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the time you could be, you could write like 12 songs, And then half those songs go in the trash. And so why don't you just write 12 songs, get them written, get them done, and then perfect the ones that are the best and get rid of the other ones. Because like the song you're choosing to spend all this time on Mm -hmm. might be a garbage song that was supposed to end up in the trash can at the end of it, you know? So it's like, it's about working smart instead of hard, I guess. Yeah. If being a perfectionist keeps you from releasing anything, then it just wrecks everything.
0: Come on, preach, preach.
1: (laughs) It's true. I'm like, just get it done. That's why we, I'll I'll talk about this a little bit. So with the vlog, when I finally decided to start doing a vlog, like YouTube Mm -hmm. was, people were doing vlogs. That was a big thing. and I figured I'd give it a try. I decided that I'm not going to be, or I realized that I'm not going to be natural at this when I first start. I'm going to be in front of the camera. I'm going to be awkward, but I'm not going to buy this camera. And then do one vlog and then go through all the issues that go along with that, release the vlog and then give up. I just don't want that to be what I do here. And so I thought, well, how can I get around this? And the the thing I came up with is like, well, then I have to just keep making videos for a while. I have to just, if they're good or bad, put them out. You know, people are doing daily vlogging. I can do two videos a week. And so I did it for a couple weeks just kept releasing videos regardless of whether they were perfect or not. And then eventually I decided I'm going to make a goal to release two videos a week mm. for a whole year. Yeah. And let's just see what happens. It might not yeah. turn into anything like I'm mm-hmm. doing it for fun. Cause I do enjoy it, but I got so much practice and I didn't get hung up on whether or not the video was perfect. And I just kept making video after video after video. And I really try to, push people to give themselves deadlines like that don't don't do this like well I'll, I'll release it when it's ready or you know i'll get around to it it's like no just keep making stuff like you're doing it with your podcast where you just keep pushing out episodes after episode after episode don't don't get so hung up in it being perfect because the first things you do are going to suck anyway so like you should just keep working on it and then i did the same thing with my podcast which we mm-hmm. haven't got to yet but when i first started i told i had like a vision statement i said i want people on this podcast that will give me the ability to laugh rant uh what was it laugh rant talk and argue mm-hmm. those are the four things that i want us to do on this yeah. podcast <laughs> and people are like well do you want two people or do you want 10 people. I'm like, I don't know, whichever number, whatever number gets me those four things. That's what I want. Yeah. And so I ended up getting four other people on the the podcast originally. Mm -hmm. And I told them, you can do this with me. And I'd love to have you do this with me. But if you do, you have to commit to doing five episodes. Even if every single episode is horrible, we are releasing five episodes online. People can listen to them. And so when we recorded the first episode, I said, guys, it's probably going to suck. It's going to feel awkward. We're not going to enjoy this. We're going to listen back to it. And we're going to hate it. Yeah. We're still releasing it. And we're doing four more because mm. we got to get the awkward phase out. That's like being a comedian and being like, I'm going to get on stage and I'm going to bomb over and over and over again so that I know what it's like to bomb and then I'll get over it. Yeah. And so that fear of it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be right. It's like, yeah, get over that. Just get it out. Get it mm. done.
0: Yeah. What was, uh, what was another oh. big lesson you learned from doing that daily or that uh, weekly vlogging process? And I see that you grew to like, what, 3,000 subscribers over the course yeah. of doing that.
1: Yeah, I, I did okay. Um, some of the best videos that I did, I gave myself two hours to edit total. I said, mm-hmm. from when I sit down to the computer to when I'm pushing the upload button, it has to be two hours. And I set a timer specifically yeah. on my, like on my phone so that I wouldn't edit longer than that. And it's like, well, wh- why would that... Wouldn't that just teach you to rush? And it's like, no, it, it taught me to prioritize. I would do these edits and, and, and make these videos where I'd spend hours editing the montages and the cuts and the slow motion and the music. And people would watch it and be like, yeah, but there's no story. I don't know what's going... Yeah, but there's, no, there's no drama. There's nothing interesting going on. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, no one's... People aren't paying attention to this as much as I want them to. And mm. I can... I can throw a fit about it and say, well, they should. Editing is complicated and they should pay attention to it. So (laughs) screw everyone who's not doing, who's not paying attention to my hard work. Right. I could do that. Right. You could, but realistically it's like they have different interests. Just like a, a guitarist is going to watch a guitar player differently than someone who doesn't play guitar. So when I'm forced to do a full, video in 2 hours. I don't have time to nitpick it. So yeah. I can watch this take take I could watch take 1 and take 2 and be going back and forth between those two takes for hours. But when I only have 2 hours to edit and I have 50 other takes to go through, it's like take 1, no, take 2, uh good enough. Yep, it's going in there. Skip it, done. We got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And it and it keeps you from just fiddling with things that don't matter and also uh it sort of puts you more in the mindset of someone who's watching your video for the first time, Mm. because when you're editing something, you're watching it over and over and over and over and over again. And so the way you watch it is very different from the way someone who hasn't seen it will watch it. Yeah. And so I'm not saying that you shouldn't nitpick and you shouldn't perfect things. I'm just saying there's a lot to learn about when and where to do that. And so you've got to be able to, prioritize and edit things quickly and make decisions quickly. You also got to learn to nitpick and and fine tune things. And it's like, but you shouldn't do all of one or the other. And so with my podcast, like we record the episode, I might put some markers down on things I want to cut out just if something went wrong or whatever, but we record it and we throw it up and it's Mm -hmm. like, why? And it's like, because I just want it to be engaging. And like the point of listening to this podcast is not to hear a high production Music, soundbite, clip, whatever people are listening to it for the content, for the reviews.' Those are, like
0: th- those things are holding people back from creating, and if you're letting really small things that at the end of the day are not really important hold you back from creating, then that's a problem like you've mm-hmm. gotta you gotta push past that in order to get that's create.
1: actually a great way of putting it because I'm not saying don't perfect things. Mm-hmm. and I'm not saying don't work hard, and I'm not saying rush it. None of that is what I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying when your perfectionism keeps you from doing what you intended to do in the first place, right? which is make good material to make good projects or good movies or podcasts and you quit because you needed it to be perfect. Then it's like, well, now you have nothing, you know, like I, I look at my, my podcast and I click on the little icon as you see all episodes and I just scroll through all of the hundreds, the hundred episodes we've done. Yeah, you guys. And done what, like 104, 105 now, or yeah. And I'm just looking. I'm like, wow, we built all of this. Now, mm-hmm. now it's not all perfect. Yeah. All these episodes have issues, but it's like, but well, look how much we made. Even and and like they get so much better when you listen to when you start at the first episode. It changes so much when you finally listen to the last episode. Like mm-hmm. we we grew so much through all of those episodes. Yeah. And we have a lot to show for it. And, and that's why I try to get people to just. Don't worry so much about doing it perfectly and just start working on it. Start releasing stuff. Let people listen to it.
0: So I'm like always on the go. And while I'm trying to make more time to read, most of that extra time that I have is in the car. Not really good time to read. (laughs) So that's where Audible comes in. I'm starting to listen to books um, in my car, just like I listen to podcasts. And one book I just finished was Simon Sinek's Start With Why. This is a really awesome book about how to market yourself as a company when you start with the reason why you do business and communicate that. So I highly recommend you check out the book. And Audible is actually offering a free audiobook download of your choice with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. So you can check out Simon Sinek, Start With Why, or you can find whatever book you're interested in on being a creative. So if you want to get your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash hustlers. Again, that's audibletrial.com/slash/young-creative-hustlers for your free audiobook. Keep learning, keep growing, and Audible can help you do that on the go. And now back to the episode. How do you make time for this when you have a full-time job and trying to hold that down? Like, how do you make time to do all these creative projects when you're doing that as well?
1: Well, part of it is, is it's prioritizing, mm-hmm. and kind of like what I said, it's like you got to give yourself a time limit, and you got to start. Like I knew one person that started a podcast and they only released one episode and they only released one episode because they bit off way more than they could chew because they all went over to this person's house. Mm -hmm. They set up separate microphones for every single person in the room. And then they ordered food and then they sat down and then they talked for four hours. And then they were like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to edit this down to like 30 minutes. And I'm like, well, good luck. Just to get through it, it's four hours. So you're saying like, that's, you're never going to want to do that. It's too much work. Yeah. It's like going to the gym and saying, I'm going to lift 5,000 weights. And it's like, nah, bro. with this podcast, with, with the podcast I started, I said, I want the episodes to be 45 minutes or an hour 15, like in between those yeah. two numbers, no longer, no shorter. And we start at 530. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means we get on Discord at five fifteen, and we stop at five thirty, or we start at five thirty and stop at this time. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows what we're doing, and yeah. that keeps you from kind of messing around and and being lazy and taking your, your time. It's like it's like meet. Like I would, I literally would come home from work,
0: mm-hmm.
1: drive home, drop my backpack off, go to my computer, start everything up, start recording within thirty minutes of being home and just jump into it
0: so basically you're creating a creative habit of creating like i'm going to be making something
1: on thursday nights at 5 30 oh yeah deadlines i've told people i was like make deadlines and tell them to people Mm. put it on facebook yeah the episode will be out at 6 p.m on thursday boom now it's out and it's like well bro you better do it now
0: Honestly, that's some of the only way I've been able to create some of the things I've done was doing that. Like, hey, like even with the podcast, this podcast is coming out in two weeks. Or I said, I'm going to be putting out an album for Christmas. And that's what I did because I had no other way of of getting it Well, because
1: that gives you a finite thing to look at because you're like Mm -hmm. between now and Christmas. Yep. And how many songs are on an album? Uh, Well, this
0: one had six songs.
1: Okay, so you got six songs. Let's say it's six songs and you're like, Six months.
0: No, okay. I had like I either, three. I,
1: I find three. three months, right? So like three in my months. case, because I was silly. <laughs> so, well, I think, honestly, I think it's good. Because you want to take something that's that's difficult. Yeah. But the thing You know is, you can do it and just push it a little further.
0: Right. Because I had already started making demos, but I was just fooling around and not like finishing the song. So I was like, I was at a show and I was like, yeah, hey, putting out a Christmas album in December. And so that kind of hit me into overdrive and I started creating and creating and creating. That's
1: so good though, because y- you, um, you took your, you, you kind of like took that safety net away of social rejection. Cause it's just like, <laughs> I told everyone I was going to do this and so now everyone's going to be like, you know, making fun of me cause I didn't do it. Right. Cause yeah. everyone knows. Right. And, uh, so I like, I, I really approve of people doing stuff like that. I think that's such a good way to, um, like to, to get yourself moving. Mm-hmm. And, and so like when you said, I'm going to release it Christmas, it's like three months, six songs. What's that mean? Two songs a month. you yeah. know, One song every two weeks. I snuck it for one. Or <laughs> I have to spend the first month and a half writing and the second month and a half recording. Yeah. And it's like, you know what you got. And so when you get to month, if it was, so let's say six months because it's too hard for me to do. Let's say you get to month three out of six months and you have nothing at all. Oops, I better pick up the pace because I used up half my time and now I know what I have to do. Yeah, and with goal, we're talking a lot about goal setting today, but like when you're setting those goals, like
0: that's um, it's it's specific, measurable and actionable. Like you're setting a specific time, um, you're measuring your outcome that I want to create a six track EP. Um, and then you're going in and creating it and kind of backtracking from the date, like you were saying, Lou. backtracking from the date. Okay. I need to have this done by this date, this done by this date, this done by this mm-hmm. date. I know a lot of many people think that's a systematic way of creating, but honestly it helps you actually get something done.
1: Yeah. Well, and, uh, if I spent five months and I've got one song, what does that mean? I need to work faster. Because what do I want? Well, I want all my songs to be perfect. It's like, yeah, but you also told people you have six songs out. Mm-hmm. So what do you want? Do you want one perfect song or do you want to release your six songs? And, yeah. and to be honest with you, um, that 20% better, like, let's say we get an 80% good song. Yeah. Let's say we have 10 80% good songs versus one 100% song. Okay. 10 80 or one 100. If you had the option and I I would choose, I, I would say most of the time I choose the, the 10, 80% mm-hmm. because, you know, and, and people will make an argument. of like, well, if you get one 100%, then that's when you'll become famous because that's your big song. And it's like, yeah, but that's so unlikely. And then they'll look at your album. You'll have nothing else. You only <laughs> have one song. And yeah. so it's like, you gotta just start making stuff. Cause like, I, I don't know. I, I get into arguments with people about this stuff, but I just don't think it's just not. You know, Triggered. Know, <laughs> Triggered. Like, just so people
0: know, uh, what is your podcast about?
1: Uh, everything. <laughs> in a way. It's mostly, I mean, I, I would say, just so everyone knows, like I said, my name is Luke Roxwold and we talked about renaming this podcast Luke Rocks versus the Wold. Kind of like Luke Rocks versus the world. Because I'd say 80% of this podcast is me just like debating things with people. And so we'll talk about movies, we'll talk about controversial topics, and we'll talk about um, just funny stories, things in the news, and it, it's mostly just a bunch of people with funny opinions and character talking about the news and making it funny. What's so it called? It's called "We're All in the Same Boat."
0: Okay. So moving on from from creating films to vlogging to podcasting. Um, what do you want to do next or, or how, how big do you want, do you want to continue on with this podcasting thing and make, maybe eventually make that a full-time thing? Or what's kind of like, where are you at on your creative journey right now?
1: Well, you caught me at a weird time because I am trying to kind of figure that out in general, like where, where do I want to be in a way? Cause if I know where I want to be mm-hmm. and then I can, I can figure out, am I actually going in that direction? You know, it's like, well, if I want to go east, if I want to be east and I'm going west, I got a problem. Yeah. But if I don't know where I'm trying to go, then the fact that I'm going west doesn't seem that important because I don't know where I'm going. But right now I'm really trying to understand branding, marketing, and uh, like, like building something that has value to, or, um, how do I say this? building a product that has value that will gain a following. Mm -hmm. So like with our podcast, I'm always trying to figure out like, what is the value that the podcast brings to people? Yeah. And I do think the movie reviews tend to be the most interesting to people because people want to know what people think. Yeah. And I've kind of established, (laughs) I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing, but sort of, I've kind of established a brand for myself where I dislike things. (laughs) <laughs> Which wasn't on purpose. Like, I didn't That's do so that true, on though. purpose. I, well, man, I, I know do Luke doesn't purpose. like this film. Luke hates everything. <laughs> um, but it's mostly because I'm just being honest about things. I'm, I'm on, like, the things that I love, I will just rant forever about how much yeah. I love them. But so I see, like, Infinity War, and I love that film. I thought the film was great, like, probably one of the best Marvel movies. And then I saw Captain Marvel, and it was like, I didn't like this movie at all. Like I really didn't like the movie. And and uh-huh. people tell me, no, it was a good movie or this is why it was good. And I just, no, I did not think it was good. And I'll list out the reasons why, you know, I might, people might disagree with me, but I'm being honest. And like, mm-hmm. that is what I think people find engaging. It's like, yeah. even though most people disagree with me, the people that agree with me really agree with me. Yeah. And so that's my market. So it's like mm-hmm. 99% of people disagree with me, but that 1% of people that agree with me have no podcasts that have that opinion. Yeah. You get me? So like that, that's the way marketing a lot of times works. It's like not finding a giant group of people. Yeah. It's finding a tiny, tiny sliver of people and then just Mm. targeting them completely. Cause there's so many people in the world that sliver of people is like a hundred thousand people, you know, or more depending on what it is. People don't realize this, but like social media marketing it's like a full-time job, like all that stuff.
0: Yeah, man. It takes forever, bro. I, I'm in, I'm, I'm right. I'm in
1: that boat. <laughs> We're in the boat. Ah, see what I did there? and so when it comes to like a Facebook page, if I subscribe to a Facebook page and then nothing they post is interesting and it's all advertisements. Imagine if you got a magazine, you opened it up and it was just ads, yep. the whole magazine, nothing mm. else was in there except for ads. Right. you be like, why am I, why am I following this magazine? Right. And so that, for like a, an Instagram or a Facebook, it's like, you can't just say new video, new episode, new video, new episode. Cause it's like, this is all ads. No one wants to subscribe to ads.
0: Cause like social media is like, uh, supposed to be a place of conversation. Like your, your job is to inspire, um, entertain and inform. Like that's like Mm -hmm. what social media is for. And so when your page is full of ads, cause I've been there, those are the things that get the least amount of likes right mm-hmm. but then like this random thing that you're just kind of being funny about like gets this whole lot of engagement
1: yeah. so, like, well that's I'm, that's why like right now it's all memes yeah like everyone's just posting memes and that's how you get attention
0: mm-hmm.
1: look at what like um taco bell and wendy's and burger king and all of them are doing on in on twitter yeah you know they're all just roasting people right and it's because that's funny and so the value that those Twitter accounts are providing is not advertisements for their new foods. Mm -hmm. It's just entertainment. It's funny. Yeah. And so your Instagram or your Facebook needs to go down that road. Like you need to be funny or you need to be informative. So like when I review a movie on my Instagram, Mm -hmm. I don't say, if you want to hear my review, listen to my podcast, tricked you, ha, like teased you. Cause that's a tease and nobody wants to be teased. They don't, I don't want to have to like bait you and say, if you want to hear my review, you have to go to my podcast. Now you have to do what I want you to do. If you want what I'm getting, what you, Oh, that's a really good perspective. So here, think about this. Yeah. Trying to make sure I'm explaining this correctly. There's a difference between an appetizer and a tease. Mm -hmm. So a tease says, I interviewed, I reviewed, uh, or I, I reviewed Captain Marvel, but if you want that, which I know you want to know what I thought, you don't get to know until you do what I want, which is listen to my podcast. (laughs) That's a tease. Yeah. Now an an appetizer is saying, Captain Marvel came out. I give it a three out of 10. I did not think that movie was good. The acting was not good. There was no story. There was no arcs like, right. And I I give my full review. Here it is, the entire review for free. There you go. That's what you wanted to know. You wanted to know what my number was. You wanted to know like the number that I gave the movie. You wanted to know what I thought about it here. It's yours. But if you want more of this, if you want to hear more of my thoughts, you can listen to my podcast. I like that. So that's the difference between an an appetizer and a tease. Yeah. Imagine this. Imagine if um, I interview you, which Mm -hmm. we will do in my podcast, but I interview you. And instead of posting, I interviewed Josh, check it out. Here's his picture. Like, instead of doing that, I said, Josh has his opinion about music where you have to do blank. And he talks about da, 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 And mm. this is what he thinks would help. And I find this very interesting. What do you guys think? New episode in the bio. Yeah. It's like, I'm giving them something that's valuable, which mm. is a snippet from the pie, because it's something people will want to know. Um, yeah. But then in addition to that saying, hey, do you, if you like this this way this was, there's more available.
0: Right. Man, uh, so we're running out of time here. So I'm trying to uh, wrap it up because we can keep going and we I are going to keep going. Um, make sure you check out my episode with Luke, which may or may not be out by the time this episode comes out. We will see. Um, so what he's talking
1: about on, on my podcast. Too. Yeah,
0: his podcast. Um, So guys, uh, or Luke, one last question for you, man. What are... what is? <laughs> Do you have any parting advice for creatives? Um,
1: There's so many things to... Or there's so many things that you can get right or get wrong. And so the best thing to do is to just keep trying it over and over and over again. And one of the best ways to keep trying things over and over and over again is to set deadlines, make it frequent, and just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So, like when it's a podcast or a YouTube channel, keep hitting the upload button over and over and over again and make it consistent. Make rules for yourself. Be strict about, I know this is not going to be like one sentence of advice. It's like, a rant of advice, but give yourself deadlines, make rules for yourself, treat yourself like, you know, almost like you're your own boss. Like this is my time. This is when I upload. This is when the episode comes out. Hey, everyone letting you know, this is when the episode's coming out. Dang it. Why did I do that? Now I have to go make sure that I get this episode out on time. Yeah. And then the consistency saying every Thursday, every Thursday there has to be an episode, no exceptions. Even if the episode's in shambles, I have to release it, which means what? I better not have any episodes that are in shambles because I have to release it. And if I'm going to screw it up, like I make mistakes, let's say I record a whole episode and it's bad and I don't like it. Well, I can record another episode, but an episode has to come out Thursday. That is the rule. Mm. And so it kind of, you can be a perfectionist, but you have to do it well. Like You can start the whole episode over, doesn't matter. But just do what you say you're gonna do and release that episode. Yeah. Oh, such a ranter. I should be a bastard.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's so good, though, man. Yeah. Luke,
1: where can everyone find you at? So, my Instagram is Luke Roxwold, which is L U K E R O C K S W O L D. And the podcast that I host is called We're All in the Same Boat. It is on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, it's there. We just recorded episode 104, so we've got over a hundred episodes out. Um, Oh, actually, I did want to mention this really quick. This is actually related to the podcast. When I started my podcast, I said, no matter what, we're releasing a new episode by Friday every single week. And we did it from the first episode all the way to episode 61. We didn't miss a week. So it was over a year of podcasts straight, never missed an episode. And we did that by just saying, this is the rule. Friday, an episode has to come out no matter what. And we just stuck with it and yeah. made it happen. So, but yeah, you can follow that podcast. Uh, it's a very funny podcast. We just kind of goof around. It's, it can get intense at times, it's a lot of energy. So if you don't like the amount of energy that I brought to this podcast, you might not like it. Uh, <laughs> if you did enjoy me on this, then, then definitely check out my podcast.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Luke pleasure having you, man. Thanks for the motivation, bro.
1: Awesome. Thanks, man.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, it'd be awesome if you left a five-star rating and review, and hopefully I'll be sharing more on the next episode. Um, if you have any questions that you want me to answer or even have ideas or guests that you think I should bring on the show, just send me an email at youngcreativehustlers@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And I just created a Facebook group for my fellow young creative hustlers. So if you want to join that, just click the link in the description and I'll preview you to join the group. I really want to use this group as a way for us to grow together, share tips on how to generate income and just connect with other creatives and hopefully collaborate on projects. So make sure you check that out in the description. And one thing I forgot to mention is that I was actually a guest on Luke's podcast. We're all in the same boat. That episode is out right now. It actually, I actually share some things that I haven't even shared on this show yet, but you guys will be hearing about it soon. But if you want to get the exclusive first peek on a lot of the things that I've done and how it's helped me grow as a creator today, you can check out that podcast right now. We're all in the same boat featuring yours truly. Anyways, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.